Howard Tolman joins us every Tuesday. We're always excited to talk to him. Well-known in Chicago, serial entrepreneur, venture capitalist, educator, writer, lecturer. I mean, he does it all. He is the current general managing partner of Chicago High Tech Investment Partners and uh, and the current general managing partner of G2T3V. Howard, your vote is already cast. We had a chance to talk to Willie Wilson. We just tapped into Mayor Lightfoot's press conference about Susanna Mendoza's claim that she was denying police officers. Uh, any kind of benefits, uh, disability benefits when it comes to long COVID. You, you believe this is going to go into a runoff, right? This Nobody's going to get 50% yeah. of the vote. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah, no doubt yeah, about for, it. For sure, for sure it's going to be a, a runoff. I don't even think it's close. No, I, I know. And w- it will be interesting to see how the percentages break out. Who do you think the top three are going to be? Well, I think that, uh, interestingly enough, I mean, I think it's probably Paul Vallis uh, with a lead, and then Brandon and uh, uh, Mayor Lightfoot are probably numbers two and three uh, right now. I think Chewy is, has sort of lost some traction and some ground. But believe me, it's uh, it's still going to be a toss-up. Yeah, absolutely. There are so many undecided voters. Howard Tolman writes an article for Inc.com. It appears every Tuesday, and it's about work from home, which I, I saw you narrow down to WFH. Is that what we're calling it now? WFH. Uh, yeah, yeah I, think, <laughs> I, I think so, unless, unless we just call it, you know... Uh, uh, do-it-yourself <laughs> employment <laughs> because it's so all over the board still uh, that, you know, uh, every employer, every company is going to have to sort of try to decide how to deal with uh, this workforce, which is never coming back 100%. It's not even a close question. So you've got companies taking a really hard line. You've got companies trying to straddle you got companies that are picking and choosing between the type of workers, which I think is, is probably the most unfair thing that ever came out of COVID was the poor factory workers. I don't mean poor, but I mean unfortunate factory workers didn't have a choice. The essential workers had to go to work, and the white-collar workers, by and large, uh, work from home. And, you know, they're never coming back, as far as I can determine. But we're right back to saying, well, look, you can't run a factory without the folks being there. So... They don't have much of a choice in the matter. Our conversation with Howard Tallman is sponsored by CareerVision.org. Uh, Howard's article on Inc.com is titled, Is Your Firm's Culture Ready for the Work from Home Future, or WFH? Howard, last year you were, you were, you were not, I, I don't want to say you were critical, but you, you, you wanted people to get back to work. You were championing people to come back to the city and get back to work. But reading this article, I feel like you've accepted that, as everybody else has, that's just not going to be the case. You know, I think that it's a it's a spectrum across who you're talking to. So my primary focus last year was startups, okay? And I don't believe you can start a new business over Zoom. I don't think you can create a culture. I don't think you can create the people-to-people interactions. And I also think that that's true if you're in a creative business. I think if you're uh, doing things jointly together, I think you have to be in proximity. Um, so I think those uh, those situations require that uh, people be in the same place, uh, by and large. Uh, on the other hand, you know, there are jobs that just it's clear that if you can save two hours a day, spend the right amount of time with your family and your kids when your kids are up, and offset that by working, you know, into the evening, if you can save money in, in a zillion other ways, 
Uh, and frankly, you know, look, our biggest issue with returning to work for about 30 or 40 percent of the population is child care. Right. And we don't have an answer to that. And work from home has given us a window on how that's possible and how, by the way, it can be a shared responsibility between both spouses, which has never been the case. So you broke it down in the article of three things that, well, three things that are changing. One is about don't blame it on time or distance. We see that stock in Zoom is dwindling. Nobody seems to be using it anymore. But you do have to you have to get together, like you said, and you have to create some kind of new corporate culture that we haven't experienced in the past, at least prior to COVID. Yeah, yeah I, look, I, I think we have all kinds of different uh, things that we're going to have to think about in new ways. First of all, it used to be that the way you managed was by walking around the office and seeing if people were busy. And, you know, busyness never was really equivalent to getting stuff done. It was just a good show. And now the managers who used to manage by proximity are going to have to figure out how to measure by productivity. So that was one. One was this whole idea that businesses are going to be distributed, and you better figure out a way to have people do, without you standing over their shoulder, do things in the way that the company needs to have them done. The second thing was Zoom and Slack all of a sudden gave us the impression that uh, everybody had sort of an equal say and everybody got a vote in everything because everybody was on the screen and everybody had their little box and everybody got a chance to talk more or less. And that's not how the world operates either. So eventually people have to make decisions and not everything is going to be consensus and not everybody is going to be given the same weight and things like that. And, and, you know, we're going to have to take a step back. Um, I was struck by the fact that there was a a dispute with the Amazon uh, warehouse workers. They, didn't want to pack and ship certain boxes of certain kinds of books. And I, I was like, well, gee. That's know, your job. I mean, they can, they, that's their job, right. Yeah. And, you know, there are limits on what you get to have a vote on. And one is, uh, you know, if they don't want to buy a book out in the, in the bookstore world, that's fine. Even from Amazon, they don't have to buy a book. But in terms of doing their jobs, that's a whole different, you know, situation. So I think this idea that... Uh, um, democracy is a virtue and everything is uh, going to be hard for us to take a step back from. And then the last thing is, you know, the, the clear message and the good news about Zoom was no human being can stay on Zoom for more than a certain amount of time. So meetings really have to have been changed to much smoother, much shorter, much more succinct because people just, uh, you know, doze off otherwise. And so hopefully that, you know, the, the world of a zillion meetings uh, won't come back either, and that's, that's good news. But the real bottom line is I, I just hope that the new culture, the new uh, situations come up with new technologies and new solutions to let us keep in touch with our workforces. You know, I, I said to somebody yesterday, I'm not sure what, you call a Chicago company these days when the marketing people are in New York, the computer programmers are in Argentina, most of the product is manufactured in Guatemala, uh, and they call themselves a Chicago company, except that the senior executives live in Wisconsin. So, you know, <laughs> so what's, true. what's going to, you know, in this new global world, you know, how are we going to define what's a, what's a Chicago company? We're going to look to you to help lead the way. 
Okay, well, thanks. <laughs> thanks for that. And by the way, let me just let me just say, and I, and I realize it's going to be confusing messaging and everything, but um, <clears throat> the way I read the Susanna uh, Mayor Lightfoot uh, discussion, uh, you know, Susanna has a hundred percent right to be concerned and and hurt by the fact that her brother wasn't taken care of. But what I love is she's a straight-up, honest, straight shooter, and she didn't spend one second suggesting that the mayor should have done something different or otherwise accommodated or made an exception for her brother. And and that's something that I think is a really important message. Thank you so much for joining us, Howard. Have a great day. Okay, thank you, Lisa. Bye. Howard Tolman, the article he wrote that we're talking about is on Inc.com if you want to check it out. We'll talk to Terry Savage later in the show. Hey, Tom Skilling's going to join us in about 35 minutes. There is a major storm that's going to hit the upper Midwest, like a couple feet of snow possible in Minneapolis. Rain and snow here. You're going to want to be here for that conversation about 335. Lauren's got your news next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom.